Hey everyone, I'm Phil Albertelli, and this is The Week in Doubt, a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and whoever. So let's see, no housekeeping or corrections to take care of, so let's jump right in. I have to admit as a secular person that I've been becoming increasingly concerned by repeated calls or the repeated suggestion coming from the religious right that we should do away with the separation of church and state, that this cherished principle or value that helps ensure religious liberty for believer and non-believer alike is something that should be disdained. Last week, I covered how hate preacher Stephen Anderson said the following. I think our government should be run 100% by Christians. No Hindus allowed, no Muslims allowed, no atheists allowed. That, you know, I think that'd be great. You know, we're supposed to be a Christian nation here. And now Congresswoman Lauren Boebert had this to say at a recent event. The reason we had so many overreaching regulations in our nation is because the church complied. The church is supposed to direct the government. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. And I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk that's not in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like what they say it does. And I don't know what's scarier, the comment itself or the fact that it was met with such fervent applause. But she says the church is supposed to direct the government. The government's not supposed to direct the church. First of all, whose church? The Catholic church? Do they want the Pope directing the U.S. government? I doubt it. These anti-separation of church and state types are usually evangelical fundamentalists, and I believe Boebert herself is an evangelical. So whose church is going to direct the government? Are we talking about an evangelical theocracy? Scary stuff. But the one isn't supposed to direct the other. That's the point of the Establishment Clause. The Establishment and Free Exercise Clauses of the First Amendment together state, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. It's funny how they think the Second Amendment is sacrosanct. You can't even think of touching it. But the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment, oh, that one stands in the way of our theocracy. Get rid of it. And she says it's not even in the Constitution, it's just in some stinking letter. The uh, quote-unquote stinking letter she's talking about is probably the one Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptist Church Association in 1802. Actually, I think there were, or was, uh, not sure of the proper grammar there, a series of letters, so the correspondence could have gone back even further or earlier, but this specific letter, I believe, was penned in 1802. But he wrote, Believing with you that religion is a matter which lies solely between man and his God, that he owes account to none other for his faith or his worship, that the legitimate powers of government reach actions only and not opinions, I contemplate with sovereign reverence that act of the whole American people, which declared that their legislature should make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, thus building a wall of separation between church and state. 
And I believe the point of the letter was Jefferson was trying to reassure the Baptists that they didn't have to worry about some government-established form of Christianity being imposed on them or interfering with their particular form of worship. So once again, separation of church and state is there to protect and ensure freedom of religion. How did we go from the Founding Fathers, educated men of reason, who espoused Enlightenment values, to the likes of Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene? Scary. And I know scary is kind of the word of the day here. Maybe I should make it the drinking game word of the week. Drink up, as long as you're not driving. Okay. And actually, one of her fellow Republicans, Adam Kinzinger, I believe it is, came forward and condemned her comments, kind of calling for the end of uh, the separation of church and state. And he referred to her and her ilk as the American Taliban. And I think he's also a member of the January 6th committee. And I think it just recently broke that supposedly he's been inundated with death threats because of his involvement with uh, said committee. But from one story of the encroachment of religion on personal freedom to another, uh, here's a story from NBC News. It's dated June 29th, and it's entitled, North Carolina Workers Sue Company They Say Fired Them for Refusing to Pray at Work. You have to participate, the owner said, according to a federal discrimination lawsuit filed this week. Two former employees of a North Carolina contracting company who say they were fired for refusing to take part in the firm's daily cult-like Christian prayer meetings have filed a federal discrimination lawsuit. John McGaha, I think it is, and Mackenzie Saunders said in a lawsuit filed Monday that the owner of Aurora Pro Services quote-unquote, created a hostile work environment based on religion and openly threatened to fire workers who didn't attend the sessions. You have to participate, the owner said, according to Magaha, and that name is spelled M-C-G-A-H-A in the lawsuit. If you do not participate, that is okay. You don't have to work here. You are getting paid to be here. Saunders said in the lawsuit that the prayer meetings, in quotes, lasted nearly an hour during which defendant's owner would pray and recite scripture from the Bible. Miss Saunders describes the behavior as ranting, the lawsuit states. Miss Saunders began to feel as though the meetings became cult-like after the owner required everyone to recite the Catholic version of the Lord's Prayer in unison. The lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court in Greensboro, North Carolina, the same day the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that a high school football coach in Washington State who knelt and prayed on the field after games was protected by the Constitution. The complaint, which identifies the company as the defendant, does not name the owner. Public records, LinkedIn, and an operator at Aurora Pro Service identified the owner as Oscar D. Lopez, age 40. And I'll skip down a bit. The company website does not explicitly say one has to be Christian to work there, but it does say that, quote-unquote, the solution can always be found in the Lord. 
And it says the Employment Commission said in a statement that Aurora Pro Services violated federal law when it required employees to participate in religious prayer sessions as a condition of employment and retaliated against employees who opposed the unlawful practice. Federal law protects employees from having to choose between their sincerely held religious beliefs and their jobs, said Melinda C. Dugas, I think it is, regional attorney for the EEOC Charlotte District. Employers who sponsor prayer meetings in the workplace have a legal obligation to accommodate employees whose personal religious or spiritual views conflict with the company's practice. McGaha worked as a construction manager at a... I feel weird saying that name, self-conscious. I don't know if I'm butchering it or what. Uh, worked as a construction manager at Aurora Pro Services from June 8th, 2020 until he was dismissed on September 4th, 2020, according to the lawsuit. Saunders worked for the company as a customer service representative from November 2020 until January 21st, 2021. They are seeking a jury trial damage. Okay, seems a little oddly written at first. They are seeking a jury trial damages and, in quotes, appropriate back pay to cover lost wages and commissions. They could not be reached for comment Thursday. And TJ Kirk, aka The Amazing Atheist, covered this on the podcast he does with his best friend Paul and his brother Scotty, Deep Fat Fried. And in the version of the story he was reading from, it said they actually slashed the one guy, I think Megaha, they slashed his pay in half. Uh, he was making 800 then as a kind of uh, as kind of retaliation for complaining about the prayer meetings or whatever, they slashed his pay down to 400. I don't think it mentions it in uh, this article. But continues in the complaint, Megaha identified himself as atheist and Saunders said she was agnostic. They said they were required to take part in quote-unquote mandatory prayer meetings where employees stood in a circle while the owner and others read scripture and Christian devotionals. I shouldn't be laughing, but it's like it'd be a horrible situation to be in, this forced prayer group, but at the same time, it's just so ludicrous. I'm imagining myself in that position. I can't help laughing. And this is kind of passive-aggressive. Prayers were sometimes requested and offered for poor-performing employees who were identified by name, the complaint states. Magaha said in the complaint that he, in quotes, initially attended the prayer meetings, but as the meetings grew more religious in nature and longer in duration, they became less tolerable. On one occasion, the owner asked Mr. Magaha to lead the Christian prayer, the complaint states. Magaha said he declined and later, privately, asked the owner to be excused from attending portions of the daily prayer meetings that pertained to religion because it conflicted with his personal religious beliefs. The request, the complaint states, was denied, and Magaha said the owner told him it would be in his, in quotes, best interest to attend the prayer meetings. Magaha said in the complaint that the owner later cut his pay by half when he continued objecting. Okay, so it does mention that. Saunders said in the complaint that she was fired after she refused to attend prayer meetings. The owner told Miss Saunders she was being discharged because she was not a good fit for the company, the complaint states. 
So that employer is just totally out of control. Not only is what he's doing illegal, it's also just, you know, unethical, inconsiderate, you know, to say the least. Taking people that rely on you for a paycheck and trying to hold them captive and forcing, trying to force them to conform to your beliefs. It's monstrous in a way. And I hope there's consequences. I hope there's some kind of federal legal penalty that he's going to have to face. And I hope the former employees win their suits. And I just wanted to quickly add, and here I'm reading from the EEOC's government website. Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibits employers from discriminating against individuals because of their religion or lack of religious belief in hiring, firing, or any other terms and conditions of employment. Okay, so one more story, and a really good friend actually um, brought this one to my attention. It's about a church in Nigeria where they were waiting for the second coming, and when it didn't pass by the date predicted, they moved the date up and held the parishioners uh, captive. Completely crazy. Uh, but it's from the BBC, and it's dated three days ago, and it's entitled, Dozens of Nigerians Freed from Church Awaiting Second Coming in Ondo, I think it is, O-N-D-O. Police in Nigeria have rescued 77 people, including children, from a church where they were confined in the southwestern state of Ondo. Some of them are believed to have been there for months. A police spokesman said many of them had been told to expect the second coming of Jesus Christ in April and had abandoned school to witness the event. The raid came after a mother complained her children were missing and she thought they were in the church. Police say they are investigating suspected mass abduction after the raid on the whole Bible Believers Church in the Valentino area of Ondo Town. The pastor of the Pentecostal Church, David Anafawashi, or I'm probably butchering that, and his deputy have been arrested, while the victims have been taken into the care of the authorities. And here's a quote, preliminary investigation revealed that one pastor, Josiah Peter Asamosa, an assistant pastor in the church, was the one who told the members that rapture will take place in April, not the rapture, that rapture, but later said it has been changed to September 2022 and told the young members to obey only their parents and the Lord, said police press officer... Funmolayo Andolami. I'm terrible with foreign names and I'm trying my best. And foreign's all relative. They'd probably have trouble with Albertelli. Uh, anyway, in all, police rescued 26 children, 8 teenagers, and 43 adults, she added. The second coming is a Christian belief in the return of Jesus Christ after his biblical ascension to heaven, no duh. Uh, rapture. I feel weird. It says, keep saying rapture instead of the rapture. Rapture is the idea that Christian believers will be taken to heaven at the second coming. Rapture is actually the name of a really good Blondie song. Has anyone been watching the most recent season of The Boys? The character Soldier Boy uh, performs Rapture on solid gold in it. Pretty funny, pretty uh, surreal. Anyway, 
Anxiety has been high among Christians in the state since a deadly attack on another church. At least 50 people were killed in a mass shooting, guess it's not just the U.S., and bomb attack at St. Francis Catholic Church in the town of Owo or Owa on 6 June. Federal authorities suspect the Islamic State West Africa province of carrying out the massacre. Christian and Muslim fundamentalism all in the same story. Um, I laugh, but it's sad. And it's funny, you know, for a while, I think there's been this sentiment that atheist content has become passe. It's so 2016, if not earlier. But I've been realizing recently just how much I think we still need atheist content, how much we still need voices of reason and skepticism out there and people calling, um, fundamentalists on their BS, you know? Uh, anyway, with that being said, I guess I'll call this episode a wrap. As always, thank you for listening. You guys know the drill. You can like the Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter, even though I'm not on there much. Uh, you can check out the YouTube channel. Maybe you're doing that now. And if you'd like to help the show out financially, you can go to patreon.com slash Doubt and help support what I do here for as little as 99 cents a month. All right, brothers and sisters, until next time.